0: Welcome to the Midlife Mail podcast, a podcast designed to help men maximize middle age and live healthier, wealthier, stronger, and happier. I am Greg Scheinman, and I'm inviting you to join the thousands of men who listen each week, receive my Midlife Mail newsletter, and are committed to making this next phase of life our best phase. If you have not yet downloaded my No BS Guide to Maximizing Midlife, where I break down the three principles to maximizing middle age and taking back some of that shit you've given up, head on over to midlifemail.com forward slash no BS guide. Guys are loving these three principles to maximizing middle age, and you can download your copy today at midlifemail.com forward slash no BS guide. Hey guys, Greg Scheinman here, Midlife Mail Podcast Time. Thank you so much for joining me this week and every week. As I say, it is not lost on me the time that you guys spend listening to the podcast, following me on Instagram, subscribing and reading to the newsletter, and continuing to keep the Midlife Mail movement growing. So I just wanted to say I greatly appreciate that. It's been remarkable what has been happening. So I'm a little choked up, a little humbled by it. As the audience and the community continues to grow, the level of interaction with guests and with men like you out there reaching out, asking questions, coaching opportunities, brand partnership opportunities, it is just awesome this incredible opportunity that I am blessed with and want to continue to share with each and every one of you to help and to serve and to give back and to grow the midlife male movement because I am committed and I am convinced that our best days are ahead of us. And each time I get the opportunity to speak with men like Jacob Zemer, who's coming on the show today it reinforces that belief. It reinforces the power of positivity, of authenticity, of vulnerability, the possibility and probability of transformation in life, and to really live your message and become that best version of yourself. We dive into so much of that on the show today. Let me tell you a little bit about Jacob. I was at Brian Mazza's HPLT experience a few weeks back. That was um, high-performance lifestyle training. Jacob was there. He works and trains with Brian. He is also was a participant at the event, and he was a speaker there. He is a nationally renowned weight loss specialist and trainer with more than 10 years in the fitness industry, 3,200 plus hours each year working with a wide range of clients from CEOs to ex-professional athletes and to men just like you and me. He uses a science-based coaching method and accountability to help people exceed their health and fitness goals and unleash their best selves. He takes years of experience and a results driven methodology to make it as easy as possible for clients to perform to their true potential. And I want to hang out there and unpack that for a second, because one of the things that really landed with me when Jacob spoke was how simple, easy, efficient, and effective he was able to articulate complex concepts and terminology as it related to training, weight loss, and nutrition. I think that's really important because for many of us, most of us probably, what are we looking for? We are looking for a trusted partner. We are looking for an expert in their field who can deliver results and help us get there better and faster And just give it to us straight. Give it to us in a manner that we can absorb and that we can understand and that we can implement. And I don't think there's anybody out there that does it better than Jacob in that regard. So we went deep on this episode. We had a lot of fun, had a bunch of laughs. He is a super guy. I highly recommend not only after you listen to this episode, go and take a look at JacobZemer.com, his website and his personal story it's really quite amazing in there so without further ado let's get into it jacob zemer on the midwife mail podcast i am thrilled right now to be joined on the pod with jacob zemer performance coach weight loss specialist, and guy that I have linked arms with Okay, at 5 a.m. walked into the freezing cold Atlantic Ocean. And once you've That's done it. that, you develop a special bond, a couple hours out there with the SEALs, high-performance lifestyle training. Uh, so here we are, buddy. Good to see you again. Good
1: to see you. How you been doing?
0: Well, since HPLT, I've been doing great. I've warmed up. Okay, right. <laughs> I've, I've, I've stretched out. The knees have got a little break. You know, that yeah. was, a lot, it was yeah. a lot of fun. And, and I do want to start there just for a second about you know, the value and connection that is made through health, wellness, fitness, performance, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I do even within my, uh, so I am a performance coach. I have a large scale coaching business that centers around one thing, which is weight loss. Like clients come to me, we're not chit-chatting about life. I'm not your friend. It is very specifically around, you have a goal. We want to change your composition. How are we going to get you there? But within that, even I see a lot of people one-on-one or in what I call semi-private groups. And I've actually found that I'll have these groups of four men who maybe their careers somewhat match. Like maybe one is a commercial plumber, one does real estate management, the other is in construction. And through that, you see that they've built this bond and like the sense of community, a lot like we all did when we were at high performance lifestyle training. When you actually go through the thick of things like that, I think it really does bring two people together. We've all known that anecdotally, right? Like you had your buddy in college or high school, at least I did when I was in college, the guy I would go to the gym with and lift every day, me and my buddy Tyler, we would go lift weights every day. We were pretty dedicated to it five, six days a week. And then a lot of times we'd be going out drinking together, you know, Thursday, Friday night. And you just have a special bond with this person because you actually like push each other and work out hard in the gym.
0: Yep. We were talking before we hit kind of record for a second. And I want to bring it back and people that a lot of these guys, they know why they need to make change, you know? hmm yeah, If they've been over-indexing at work, they're getting a little bit older, metabolisms are changing. To your point, they're not eating as well, maybe sedentary You know, for way yeah. too long. They're going out after work, they're drinking, they're do- and they're in that lifestyle. They don't even yeah. have to make the change, but they don't really know how, and it's also scary. You know, to get outside of what you've been doing over and over again and to see what's around the corner on the other side, that other type of lifestyle and community. I'd love you to to talk about that type of transition transformation that these guys make.
1: Well, you know, that's an interesting thought, Greg, right? because there's a couple of things that have happened, right? It's funny. I had a client come in today. He is 194 pounds now. He came in at 262 pounds with me. He's been with me. He just I asked him today. He said, it's 262 days since we started together. So he's done this in basically nine months. He's lost about 70 pounds. And we were chatting and he said, I, you know, I was at the gym and all these like college kids came home and he goes, they're Jack. And he's like, why are these kids so much more jacked than these guys? Well, like I said, the, the entire landscape's more competitive because people actually know what they're doing. But there is a flip side to that, whereas like people are more empowered by knowledge because there's podcasts like Midlife Mail, and because there's people like me putting out information on my Instagram and Jacob Zemer. And so stuff like that is readily available for people. But there's a level of you can't see the forest from the trees. So if you kind of got behind the eight ball on this whole thing. And now you're saying like, oh, I used to be an athlete in my 20s. And now here I am at 40 and my wife's still hot and my kids are like killing it and we're making, you know, a great income, but damn, I got fat. And now you're like, oh, I got to learn about this. You kind of are like, well, there's so much information out there. How do I disseminate who's actually accurate? I talk about it almost like this, like if you don't know how to speak Italian, like you have to learn a little bit of Italian before you can actually speak it. Like you need to go out there and actually practice and learn it and start to understand the language. And you have to be able to do that in the same way. You have to be able to speak the language of fitness a little bit. Like you have to be able at least have a like borderline level of knowledge before you can discern what's bullshit or what actually is accurate. And most people just simply don't have that when they've gotten banged back into things 20 years now behind the t- complete evolution of fitness and health.
0: Yep. So I want to, I want to keep going with this because I call that, you know, aggregate, curate, eliminate, you know, my, mm-hmm. ace list, what we're trying mm-hmm. to do is aggregate and curate the best in class providers in these areas. Yeah. You no, know, we're going to stick to fitness and weight loss and strength training, you know, in yes. this, and then eliminate. Okay. Again, the bullshit and the stuff that doesn't work Yeah, yeah So yeah. for those guys that don't have They don't have the vocabulary. They're not in the lifestyle. The time has passed by. What should they be looking for? You know, again, to cut out the bullshit and to find the right place or person to, to start with.
1: Well, I think the easiest thing that you should look at is first and foremost, be realistic with yourself. I think you have to be introspective before you can be honest about what you're listening to or hearing. And I'll give you an example. When I was a kid, I grew up in a very small town, population 959 people. And I went to the local YMCA and I would work out and there wasn't a lot to do. It was a different time, and a different place. We're talking about, you know, the 1990s and it was a different, you know, uh, uh, region where there just wasn't a bustling population. And so I go to that gym and I remember one of my good friends who I lifted with, he brought in at that time, I believe it was, I don't know, some muscle mag. And he showed me and he goes, yo, this is Ronnie Coleman's leg workout. And if you remember Ron Coleman, Ronnie Coleman is this 300 jacked out of his mind. He's probably 5'10", 300 pound ex-cop who won Mr. Olympia eight times. And we're high school kids. And he goes, hey, let's do Mr. Olympia's leg routine. And I looked at this thing and it was like 30 sets of legs. And I was like, we're not going to do this. And he goes, goes, why? I go, because we're not Ronnie Coleman, dude. And I think you have to be able to look at yourself first. And the first thing is have some level of introspection if you're going to go really out there and get something. Like, just a simple, simple, simple test is like, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And so, if somebody's promising you that you're going to put 12 pounds of muscle on in three weeks, well, think about what a family pack of chicken looks like. A family pack of chicken is four pounds, it's that huge pack of chicken. Now, imagine if I put four pounds. Uh, of that chicken breast on my pecs, my pecs would be huge. I mean, they're already big, but if you put them on any person, your pecs would get enormously bigger. So now I just put a four pack on my, on my chest, a four pack on my back, and two, uh, you know, I split it up on each arms. Right? You suddenly become jacked out of your mind. Well, you're not going to become jacked out of your mind in three months. Like it's not that easy. In the same way that it wasn't that easy for you to accumulate wealth or it wasn't that easily for you to accumulate a career, or it wasn't that easy to create an amazing relationship with your wife. It's not that going to be that easy to revolutionarily change your body. You can do it, but it's going to be over small steps. So first and foremost, be realistic. Where am I at presently when I'm evaluating information? Because if you're at a stage where you are now, you don't want to go from like CrossFit, you know, games, to like, hey, I'm a stay-at-home dad, you know, like, or I'm a dad with a career, whatever your situation is, it's not gonna happen in three months. So be realistic where you are. And then two, also understand that the program has to fit your actual needs and where you're actually at. And I think that's the first thing, is just be honest about your life. It doesn't mean that the sky's at the limits, it just means that it's going to take you some time From getting point A to point B. People I've seen, like again, this gentleman was 262 pounds. He's now 190 pounds. He did that in seven months. That's crazy results. But again, where he's talking about, hey, I want to get abs. And I'm telling him, okay, well, we're about 20% body fat. We need to lose probably realistically on in-body, it's got to say 8% body fat, which probably means in real life, you have 12% body fat. So we still have to lose another 12% of body fat. So that would mean that roughly you need to lose about another 21 pounds. You can do it. It just all in, it was going to take them a year to go from obese to abdominals. It's not overnight.
0: Mm. Let's stay here for a second. Journey and destination. Mm Awesome. Because what's also incredibly impactful about what you've just described is how that individual must feel while they're on that Because of of where again they have started to where they are going. And this is, I think, what gets lost a lot, you know, the yes. assumption, the judgment, the get the looking around and going. You also you don't know where anybody fucking started from. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. And it's so important for guys out there from a confidence standpoint, from a value standpoint, from a progress standpoint to embrace to embrace the lifestyle, to embrace the journey. And then, you know, on the spectrum of visible abs and aesthetics. To performance, to overall sustainable longevity-based health, Great. that's a big fucking field,
1: Jacob. <laughs> huge, huge. And I think here's the thing. And I, and I was talking to someone today, and I said he's a coaching client and he's lost quite, he's lost 20 pounds with me. He came in for his first one-on-one session today with me. And we were chatting, and I said, Do you follow the stuff I put up on my Instagram? He said, I don't get on social media very often. And I was like, "Good for you." I was like, "It's a horrible place. You'll think that everybody has a Ferrari and they have twelve Rolexes in that Ferrari, and you know they've got you know they've got a ten-inch penis and the whole nine yards." Like this is this is the reality that we've created that's just so absurd for people. And I even was reluctant. I didn't even get on Instagram till two years ago. I had a couple of videos go viral. I've got about thirty thousand followers on Instagram now. I wasn't on there originally because I was like, "Oh, there's just so much crap on there." And we've come out and put really good content. And the reason I say that this is all relevant to people is that when you're looking around and you're looking at stuff, you're always just gauging yourself based on this impossible standard. What'd you want to say?
0: No, I was gonna, I, was, I didn't want to cut you off. Keep going, keep going on. I was actually snapping that photo for Instagram, okay? <laughs> when you're doing your front double bicep pose and talking, going, hey, that's probably a good shot, okay?
1: So the whole thing is you go back to, you can't tell where somebody started. Think about Mark Tysh, who you met at HPLT, right? And when Mark came in originally, that's a gentleman who was 230 pounds. He now walks around at about 185 pounds. He's a client I got to lose a lot of weight. And he's a client who comes in with me, trains four days a week. He's actually remarkably strong. He's 54 years old. He does 60-pound dumbbells on incline, 65-pound dumbbells on incline, He squats more than his body weight for 10 reps. He's in great shape. And he started running and he wanted to get ready for high performance lifestyle training. And I said, "Okay, go ahead and come. And this guy, for the first time in his life, ended up running 10 miles. And why I say that is exactly. And what we talked about is like, what a huge change in his mindset. And when he came home and one of the first things he realized was like, I see myself as a completely different man as a completely different human being. And it is, there's a course of just how you see yourself and how you view yourself. I grew up in extreme poverty. Uh, My mother was uh, 15 years old when she became pregnant with me. My dad was in his twenties, he was an alcoholic. Uh, And the way I grew up and the way I saw myself and where I was versus how I see myself now, I actually have the same girlfriend I had in college. And when we were in college, there was a couple times we broke up. Subsequently, between then and now, there was a college. There was a couple times. She's an alpha. She's a very successful career, and she tried to take like the reins from me. Not that I have to lead, but that meaning she was the one in control. And we had a little jostle recently, and she's like, "That's very different." How you handled that versus when I was younger. I was like, "I was like, nobody talks to me that way." I'm like, "I love you to death. You're my person, but you are to never speak to me that way again." And how you see yourself is just so impactful. I mean, I think about that all the time. Like, even if I meet somebody, and I met somebody, they. Clean, uh, just going to sound ridiculous, but somebody was taking care of the glass on my iPhone. It had broken, and they were changing it. And I was talking to the woman. I was there with my girlfriend, actually. And I, I go to her. I go, "Why are you doing this?" And of course, my girlfriend like kicks me because she knows where I'm going with this. And I go, "I go, listen." I was like, "You are this girl was attractive. She was holding a great conversation." I said, "You you seem very social. You have a look about you." I was trying to say as PC as possible because we're not supposed to be men anymore. And I said, "You know, have you ever thought about bartending?" And she's like, no. I was like, I bet you could make $400 a night bartending. And I could see the wheels in her head was turning. I was like, you should bartend. I was like, just go in around two o'clock in the afternoon to a couple of restaurants, to a couple of places downtown and just say, hey, I want to learn how to bartend. They will hire you in a second. And I was like, they will be making like $2,000 a week. I was like, instead of working in a mall and changing the screen on my phone.
0: Yeah, we talked about this. There's the why and there's the how. Mm -hmm. and where people struggle is connecting the dots to go from the why and the how. Yeah. They're bombarded with why, find your why, find your passion, find your purpose or all this. And they they don't know how to get out of the position that they're in, the how to get to that next level. And as you were talking and you use Mark as an example, which was absolutely fantastic, you beat me to that punch. I was going to actually mention, I ran a lot of that 10 miles with Mark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as impressive as it was that Mark ran the 10 miles. And I do not like to run either. You know, like yeah. 10 miles on concrete, like not my bag, man. Not my yeah. bag. Okay. Yeah, I'm a four mile guy. Yeah, stick me in the water. Okay, fine. Anything non-impact: rower, assault bike, ski, or fine. Okay, but ten miles on concrete—I'll leave that to Brian and Ken out and all those guys. You know that are, yep. that are there. So I spent a considerable amount of time with Mark. Not only did I learn that we went to the same high school, which was crazy right. ironic, right. and we were you know missed each other by one year. But the part of the conversation that landed the hardest with me while we were doing this. Mm-hmm, was back to, again, the type of man he has become, yeah. the type of man he was to the type of man that he has become. By virtue of making the commitment, the preparation, the consistency, the accountability, you know, so you talked about the mindset. You know, I always talk about maximize your mindset, maximize yeah. your life. Here it is. Closed mindset, closed doors, open Great. mindset, wide open doors and the future. Great. And it was how he approached relationships, you know, how he approached his businesses, how he approached time with his kids, okay? Yeah. Transforming out of a marriage that didn't work, not to get too deep into anyone's personal story. But no, it, it wouldn't mind if you even said like,
1: that. It wouldn't mind if you I even said But I
0: believe that it's all connected. I know yeah. that when I prioritize my health, when I actually put myself first, I, mean, yeah. I train well, I sleep well, I recover well, I eat well, you know what happens? I show up better in my other relationships. Agreed. I show Agreed. up that, you know, I make more money. Hmm? I smile more, you know, Agreed. you attract the kind of people you want to attract. And you also repel the kind of people that you actually want to repel, which yeah. is huge to getting a lot of time back. So I think that the undercurrent, while we're specializing in talking about weight loss and we're talking about strength training, yeah, the reason hmm, that you've been able to also transcend in a way the, the commodity of, of fitness and nutrition Great. To this professional, much higher level. And I kind of want to get into like what you attribute that to. You touched on your background a little bit, but again, of like, why, you know, why and how, again, do people make that choice and find that support and find that structure and that person to go to? Is it credentials now? Is it certificates right. experience? Right. You know what? Take me down that path a little bit.
1: So I'll take you from two different sides of it and I'll give you just my personal perspective. One, uh, I think the single most important thing to being successful, I'll talk about why I think I'm successful and then I'll talk about if you're trying to go vet somebody, what I would go look for. So I think I'm successful first and foremost because of integrity. And that might sound like a simple thing. And integrity just means that if you pass over this bridge, it won't break, which just means if I tell you I'm going to do something, it means it happens. So I think that's the highest reason. And I always joke and I always say the first rule of training somebody is not injure the client. Second rule is don't steal from the client. Third rule is don't sleep with the client. And people always kind of joke, but like, or laugh when I tell that, and it's partly a joke, but it's partly dead serious. It doesn't matter the situation. I've had a couple of clients who were very attractive women who were very flirty. And I just told them very directly, one of them was very pretty set on my lap. And I just said, excuse me, like, you this doesn't happen here. I'm like, I'm like, um, I originally started as a trainer. Now I have a coaching business. I'm a high performance coach, but I know that I was a kid who came here, uh, to a very wealthy area. And now is driving around in a uh, Range Rover with a Rolex and like a nice bank account. So I'm always very mindful of when I deal with people, a level of what we talked about professionalism, because it's elevated professionalism. If you ever lose sight of that, of having integrity, it'll all get wiped away. And that's the most important thing for my aspect, you have to have integrity. The other things like being social, highly important, saying hello to people, putting yourself out there, talking, very important. And the third thing, which I know it sounds ridiculous that I went here, is credentials. And it's very important that you actually know what you're doing. But by being successful at those other things, like having integrity, by being social and actually being able to have a direct conversation with somebody where you can say no to their face or you can tell them what you mean. People do what I say. And I've had even other trainers be like, everybody listens to you. Well, they don't listen to me because, of some magic ability I have. They listen to me because they trust me and they know if I tell them something, they're going to get what they want out of it. They know that I'm not trying to sell them on something. I'm instead actually saying, hey, here's the cheat codes to the test, here's the results. So again, those are most pivotal followed by credentials. And why I think those two are more pivotal than credentials is because part one of the credentials that's important besides certifications or education is experience. And the more integrity you have, you'll get more referrals. The more you say hi to people, the more people end up training with you. And as a result of that, you will get more experience, which you will just become a better trainer or a better performance coach because the more people I deal with, like this is summertime and I have a 103 coaching clients. You know, I have a staff with me who helps me run everybody. Everybody gets personal attention from me, but we also just manage because again, my, yours is more of like, hey, with midlife men, it's more of actual midlife male. It's more about conversation with them. Whereas mine is very specifically like, this is your weight. Where are we getting it to? This is your body fat. Where are we getting it to? And so when I deal with them, I have 103 coaching clients. So I already know the trends and already see what's going on. I can tell somebody when they set this process, because I've gotten so many people to lose weight, like, Hey, you're going to burn out of coaching in about six months. So if you want to, as you looking to vet, whether it's a trainer, whether it's vetting somebody who's like a coach from like a, non-bodybuilding specifically, but to very much like a body transformation aspect, I think the first thing that you should do first and foremost is watch, look around, see what the person's doing, whether you're on their Instagram, whether you're seeing from the gym, watch and see if this guy is actually demonstrating the qualities that you actually want to see. Are they living a life that you want to, are they focused on the proper things? Second thing is have a conversation with them about their education right? Because one, you can kind of watch the behaviors because I think actions speak louder than words. So going on their Instagram and seeing what they're doing, like, are they just, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong. I'm wearing good life. Good life sends me clothing. I uh, have the code with them, but uh, are these guys just trying to sell you clothes? Mm -hmm. are are, I mean like are they wearing stuff that you know like looks like crap and they're just trying to peddle this stuff off or are they do they actually care like are they peddling you like nonsense supplements or is it stuff that they actually take that actually works like watch the actions more than the words then two, have a conversation with them about their level of education or basically how they are and some people are more obvious than others you can go to my website you can see that I have pretty exhaustive education, the subject, I think I'm actually overeducated. I think it's, it's more actually with my experience, it's now more important than my education. But again, the fact that I can talk through gluconeogenesis or talk about the osmolarity of the carbohydrate, it's important. And then third, besides those things of like education, ask them, what are you currently doing for yourself? Because if you don't actually work out yourself, if you don't actually diet yourself, you're going to actually be lost in the trenches. And that can mean different things to different things, people. Like I'm sub 10% body fat. If you ask me would I ever want to be like completely shredded out of my mind or do a bodybuilding show, I have zero interest. Do I want to go run 10 miles? I don't. But I want to be able to run four miles. And I want to be able to do an assault bike, you know, and just absolutely crush it. And I want to be strong. I don't any longer. I used to be extremely strong. Now I'm just very strong. It's no longer a goal of mine to be able to bench, you know, 315 for 20 reps on incline or things like that, but having goals that you're actually working towards.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's so many good points and so much to unpack there at the, at the heart of it. Trust integrity, authenticity, living your message. You know, yeah, the, for sure. come across so that you don't have to whip out your resume and your credentials for sure every minute of every day because people can genuinely see it and they can feel it and they can hear it in, in the representation of what you put out there, you know, each, sure. each and every day. I also think is, you know, we can't be everything to everyone, you know in there and you again talked about specializing and focus kind of on on weight loss and on nutrition okay with yeah. a subset in in strength training you got to yes. know where to go people for what it is that you want to actually Get over there and then you quantify the goals. And I want to let in there because again, we all have different goals and different lifestyles, realistic or unrealistic, to put in 10 hours at your trading desk, you know, have four kids, a wife commuting two hours a day, and again, probably want to run a sub six minute mile, you know, for 10 miles in a row. And, you know, bench press 300 and squat, you know, Agreed. 400, you know, like, again, back to what fits kind of the program and the lifestyle of what we're going for and someone that can reel in your bullshit too. A hundred percent.
1: And even when you talk about like, I uh, specialize sub in strength, if you really think about it. What's the best way to get somebody more muscular, change their composition. When you're a novice or an intermediate, the easiest way to see that you're getting more muscular is just obviously you can do a DEXA or something like that, but is getting stronger. It will yield. If you're like me and getting stronger, like if I really used to train when I was at a very strong level and I had a 725 deadlift or a 660 squat, things like that, like the the progress is gonna be so small. Month over month, that you're no longer gauging success just simply based on strength in terms of like body composition. But for my people, like I'm trying to get them stronger. I have women who are goblet squatting 70 pounds. I have guys that are, you know, legitimately benching 225 for reps and/or are deadlifting. I had a gentleman today deadlifting 315 for six reps, right? Guys who are deadlifting Brian, Brian deadlifted Maza, deadlifted 500 pounds with me. So it's a really good way of seeing, hey, how hey, are you getting more muscular, which is why I kind of sub in getting stronger because. People want to lose weight. They also want to get more muscular. It's an easy way of doing that. And you need to know in life and in business when to say no. I have somebody reach out to me recently and they said, hey, Jacob, like, I'm a huge fan. I follow your content. I'm really interested in working with you. Um, I have back issues. And I just said, I said, bro, I I really, you know, I appreciate you reaching out, but I don't do that. I also don't work with housewives. Uh, I just, I don't think it's a good fit. I I need somebody who is either an an ex-athlete or a business uh, uh, crushing in business, like an executive level position, whether it's a business owner, whether it's finance or it's real estate, or even better yet, ex athlete who's in one of those positions. Now, those people respond to my tough love, shut the fuck up, let's get this done, put one foot in front of the other, kind of basis now that doesn't mean that there's not like i don't add knowledge and i don't have perspective or like somebody's going away to jamaica this week and they've lost 30 pounds me i was like just go drink with your friends like stop worrying about it i was like don't binge don't have a stupid breakfast you know but like you, you deserve a couple nights where you get drunk like and i was like and like he's like well maybe i'll just get high i was like just make sure you don't eat everything in sight okay <laughs> but,
0: like, you know. yeah, i think it's, it's it's an excellent point there and again you in- know we get the client we deserve. I used to talk about that, you know, in in business and in our firm all the time, you know. And this is a, a these are relationships that are two way that are two way streets. Great, great. Especially again, as you transcend a commodity, become a professional, it's as important, I think, for you to choose the kind of clients that you work with as it is for great. those clients to seek out, you know, and choose you because it's yeah. got to be a good fit. So not only guys out there are are we to be asking questions, okay, of the perspective experts in our field that we're going after, whether that's trainer, nutritionist, stylist, whatever, they should be questioning you. They should be questioning you back. And if they're not questioning you back and qualifying you on the type of person that they They're not that busy.
1: And they're not that busy for a reason.
0: Correct, you know, in there too. And they're not going to be able to get you exactly where you want to go because that's not something they have real experience. That's not something they specialize in each and every day. They're not able because we gain greater experience and I think greater efficiency and effectiveness through repetition. We're training the right kind of people the right kind of way all the time. Agreed. Guess what? But if I'm this guy for an hour over here, and then I'm this guy for an hour over here, and then I'm this, it becomes really confusing and discombobulated. You know, and people don't get what they want. So it's a two way street on that interview process. Great. And sometimes turning somebody, somebody turning you down, guys, is the best answer and response you could have gotten.
1: Two things. One, you know that the guy is actually good. So you now have at least a good gauge of what somebody who is good or isn't good. And then two, he's not wasting your time. Like, you don't want to waste either one of your time. So, I mean, the whole reason you hire somebody is there's a the learning curve and you want to lessen it. You want to just be right off and going. So that's why you hire someone. You leverage yourself so that you don't have to deal with the learning curve. And so if you hire the wrong guy, you didn't shorten the learning curve. And if you don't hire somebody that specifies in what you do, like, it's great. You need somebody that you enjoy sitting at the water cooler with, but you need somebody who's also employable and that's their area of expertise. I said,
0: listen, we can sit at the water cooler for 30 minutes. And guess what? I'll have the 30 minutes to sit at the water cooler with you because I've done the work with the right guy. Yeah, like, you exactly. know, as My coach said to me, he goes, look, I'm going to save you five years and $500,000. Yeah. Okay. That's the guy I want. Okay. Yes. Not the guy yes. that I spend 500 on and it I takes me an extra that. five years because I made the wrong decision, the wrong decision over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> The Midlife Mail podcast would not be possible without the support of some incredible brand partners. I only recommend brands I use, believe in, and trust, and each brand was handpicked by me for a specific reason. I believe in these guys, not just because they're great companies with great people behind them, but because the stuff works. I use these to stay at my peak, and I suggest you do too. So go over to midlifemail.com and click on special offers for exclusive Midlife Mail discounts and promotions. You mentioned earlier, it's simple, you know, kind of in, in quotes. These things are, you know, they're, they're simple to say, trust, yes. integrity, authenticity, the three most important principles One in there, the experience, the credentials, but simple is hard. I say all the time. Yeah. You yeah. gave a talk about nutrition. I'll go back to, circle back to HPLT yep. first. You gave a talk on nutrition, and what I was really most impressed with about the talk is- The complexities about nutrition broken down in a very simple manner so that a moron like me sitting there, you know, knows and could could understand. You know, it was as far as the breakdown of calories in calories burned, okay? Yes, deficit, surplus, and hey man, quantifying what you should put in your body to understand. Mm
1: -hmm. What do you want me to say about it, Greg? Yeah, so
0: I wanted you to give to speak a little bit like that in terms of, you know we tend to overcomplicate this again, back to sure. not knowing where to, where to start, you so know, where to start with and effective tips kind of on nutrition, because certainly as we get older too, you can't out train a bad diet.
1: Hmm? 100%. 100%. I mean, I, I joke all the time about high schoolers. One, they never were overweight. So they never were actually in like debt. I think of being in uh, overweight as being in debt. You now have to get into a deficit To lose this, so it's very hard when you have a manage. I mean, even going back to when I like I qualify clients, I always think about myself. I'm like, I know I'm going to be giving half of this to the U.S. government, so I better like this person, or it's really not worth my time. And the same is true, like when I think about like a diet, I think about it as like I have debt, I have to pay somebody. So, if you have to pay off a debt, it's much more difficult to balance your actual budget. And that's the way you should see it. And you should see dieting as a whole of like a budget. It's all about portion sizes. You can have the cool car, you can have the great house, but you still got to save for your retirement and you still got to plan for your kids' education. And it's the same way when you eat. I mean, you should have something every day that you actually enjoy eating, and that could differ very differently. Like my idea of what a cheat meal looks like might be incredibly different from your, Greg, what your idea of what's a cheat meal, and certainly your and I's idea of what a cheat meal looks like, very different than your actual like forty-year-old couch potato dad who basically every day for players to what we eat has a cheat meal. But I have something that I enjoy. So usually, most nights at the end of the day, I'll have like a Yaso ice cream bar because I just really enjoy it. It's Greek yogurt, and I absolutely love it. And then I have a protein bar I like. I love built protein bars, and I'll have those as my treats. But the foundation of a diet is lean protein, fruits, vegetables, healthy fats, and complex carbs. There's there's no doubt of that. Some people prefer to do ketosis. Some people prefer to do low fat. There's ways to clean up your amount of portions, your calories, but all of those things are healthy and that's what composes most of it. So you wanna think about your day in terms of how am I gonna get proper amount of protein in? Because if we're trying to build muscle, if we're trying to get that lean, that ideal physique that everybody's into right now, we wanna make sure that we keep our calories down, we wanna keep our protein up. And then if we wanna maintain our health, we wanna make sure that we're getting a proper amount of fiber. An easy way to do that is to have a cup of vegetables, or probably a cup of fruit, or two cups of vegetables with every meal. It's gonna help you feel satiated. And when we look at longitudinal studies, every 10 grams of fiber decreases all symptoms mortality by 10%. Literally, we have meta-analysis looking at fiber that drastically reduces your rate of things like heart disease, cancer, by getting fiber in every day. I get 80 grams of fiber in every single day. I get about uh, just shy of a gram of protein per pound uh, on my body every single day. I eat about 220 grams of protein because I have about 220 grams of uh, 220 pounds of lean muscle on my body, according to a Dexa. And those are the simple beginning steps of how I would approach your diet, and then try to add something small, maybe about 10 percent of your calories every day that you're going to be eating and stuff that you actually really look forward to like if i had a good day eating i'm gonna have a Yaso ice cream bar or two at the end of the day
0: mm, i love it give me a quick example of fiber for those of us out there they're like okay he says fiber he says a cup of fruit, he says a couple yes. give me an example of fiber they what my walk my big takeaway okay was swiss chard or something yeah. i remember yeah. like yeah. I just remember yeah. heard this word swiss chard yeah. Yeah. in however many years you said yeah. the word swiss chard yeah. that night yeah. on the menu yeah. there's swiss Great. chard the only thing my eyes Great. saw i remember I ordered it and i was I like holy shit this could this. The conversation works. I, he said something, I absorbed something, I ordered something. It doesn't get much harder than that.
1: So let's talk about a cup of fruit or or the equivalent. Uh, every day when I walk out my door, I grab an apple, uh, four grams of fiber, easy fiber, right in the bag, 60 calories, apple high in fiber, uh, apricot high in fiber, uh, orange high in fiber, uh, berries, extremely high in fiber and all forms of berries, strawberries, blackberries are particularly high in fiber, blueberries, Raspberries, all high in fiber. Pears, peaches, all high in fiber. Great options from the fruit camp. Either have a cup. I have two cups of berries. Uh, Very often I'll blend it in a smoother uh, smoothie. I'll put a packet of Stevia in there and they will drink a uh, berry smoothie. It's delicious and it's high in fiber. It's gonna keep me full. Another option for fiber, vegetables. uh, Swiss chard, as mentioned. um, Broccoli, carrots, beets artichokes, green beans, Brussels sprouts, all very high in fiber, easy way to do it. I know I'm going to sound like blasphemy here, but I literally keep both those products fresh in my refrigerator and I also keep them frozen. And you could say why. Yesterday I started my day at six o'clock. I got done. I went to clients from six to two, handled some stuff with coaching clients for an hour, went to uh, a uh, golf lesson for an hour and a half. We got done. Had to run some more errands. Picked up my dog from daycare. Took him for our hour in the park. Got home. It was I been on, on my way home, realizing I need gas. Paid way too much money for gas. Uh, I never thought we'd be back. I thought I was, you know, I was so proud of myself because I grew up in poverty and I, I got myself to the point where I never had to look what the gas costs anymore. And now I'm like, oh my god, the gas costs as much. The first time in my life in like 20 years, I've looked at the price of gas. But yeah, passed, paid too much for gas. Got home. And it was like 730 at night. And you know what, dude, I, I, I didn't feel like preparing fresh vegetables. And I just threw a bag of microwavable green beans in there, had some hot sauce on top of it. I had a delicious pre-made, um, like from meal prep from a company that sponsors me, um, uh, bison burger with some sweet potato fries. I had some G Hughes, uh, uh, ketchup, low calorie, extremely good, uh, ketchup on there, mustard delicious meal and I had some green beans with it because I wasn't going to get my fiber that I even with the sweet potato and everything. I wanted to get my 20 grams of fiber out of that meal and the green beans helped me. And I think that's one of the things that people miss is sometimes make your life
0: simpler. Yep. I think again simple, simple is hard. You make the commitment though, you can do it. Okay. It's the meal. The meal is not hard. The meals are simple. The things are simple. It's the doing it. It's the making it's doing it. Yes. Sustain
1: it. It. So let's even go back. back. I, I want to give you one more, even like, uh, eat better bagels. They're called they're super high in fiber. They're high in protein. That's an amazing product really great way. Again, um, quest bars, tons of fiber in those The built bars, tons of fiber. in those look for products in the dieting industry, this day and age, they've really curtailed it. And they actually have amazing options out there. The old days of just having to eat chicken, broccoli and rice are gone. Are those still probably the foundation of a diet? Yes. But there are some amazing diet options, slate, amazing diet options that are available out there that will make it more fun for you and make it more sustainable.
0: I think that's a huge, huge point is that you no longer have to feel like you're sacrificing okay. right, to, to get your calories to operate either in a surplus or in a deficit, or even just to maintain, you no longer have to feel like you're sacrificing yes. all the time. And that there's this big dividing line between how I eat and diet and then how I cheat. I don't, exactly. that doesn't exist any, anymore. There's plenty of options that are I I mean, buy an air fryer, guys.
1: I mean, geez, I mean, you want to have some chicken wings in the air fryer? They don't taste – they're so close to – unless you're going – and I'm from Buffalo, New York. I'm from like a a small town outside of Buffalo, New York. I mean, they're not Anchor Bar, but they're so damn close when you put in like some Costco chicken wings in that air fryer. They're really freaking good. I mean, there's just – there's amazing options at this point that anybody can enjoy their food
0: you do some awesome uh, video and, and some content where you're in the grocery store and you're breaking yeah. a lot of stuff down. So guys also make sure that you, you check that out. I want to, one more question on this and I want to go into somewhere else because this, this yeah. comes from, does time matter? Mm-hmm. Like, again, okay. So last night I'll just give you my example again and and yes. I know enough to be dangerous, but God bless my wife. Okay. Who always wants to eat at 10 o'clock at night. Okay. Mm-hmm, and she wants her ice cream and whatever. So last night it's, you know, Hey, I'm making ice cream, but you with, but it's, it's dairy-free, not a moo, and she's got strawberries on top yeah, of it. Yeah, you know I
1: mean, I'm how to move. Going,
0: okay, it's 10 o'clock at night. Do I need the guy do I not? But yeah, okay, great. I'm going to have it, of course, you know? Uh-huh. In there. But does time matter? Great. So
1: nutrition timing is a
0: great topic. So let's just understand
1: from the first and foremost a concept I think people want to understand, hibernation. You know there's a bear, and a bear eats a bunch of food, and then he goes and hibernates, and he doesn't eat a bunch of food for a prolonged period of time. So there's a period of time where he eats a lot. And there's a period of time that he doesn't eat a lot. Have you ever seen a bear come out of hibernation? They are so skinny, like they're, it's just hanging off them. And look what a bear looks like pre hibernation. People do this in their diet all the time, but they do it at a micro level. They will go and crush their diet Monday through Friday. And then on the weekend, they'll be absolute savages. And they won't lose any weight, and they'll be like, I don't get it, I'm not losing any weight, uh, dude. Because you fall apart on the weekend. I have coaching clients weigh in Mondays and Fridays because I'll be like, I'll be like, dude, every Monday you're 163 pounds, and every Friday you're a hundred, or, or uh, pardon me, the other way around. Every Friday you'll be 166 pounds, and every Friday you'll be 169 pounds. I'm saying this wrong. <laughs> people are lighter, it's uh, totally a, uh, uh, an analogy, now. but But say, say, for example, Friday comes around, you're 175 pounds. Weigh yourself. That's what you weigh first thing in the morning, dry. No food, no water. You just use the bathroom. You have an exercise. That's considered a dry weigh-in. You weigh in a Friday. You get on the scale Monday. If you're up three pounds, that means you're really fucked up. If you're up two pounds, it means you kind of fucked up. If you're up a pound, it means you probably did a good job. And if you're down two pounds by the next Friday, it means you're on a trajectory where you're going in the right direction. If in case, for example, you're trying to lose weight. And that's one of the things you can see is because people constantly overeat. So in a longitudinal sense, like what do you do? How many calories you have, timing, stuff like that always matters in terms of that. In terms of a day breakdown, did I have this at four o'clock in the afternoon versus 10 10 a.m.? Here's the deal, does not matter that much in terms of actual calories. Not as effective, doesn't care, does not matter. Protein, however, we do not have a mechanism to store protein. When you eat protein, it breaks down to amino acids. Some of those amino acids go through a process called gluconeogenesis in which they convert to glucose and are then stored as glycogen. And some of those amino acids are then utilized to help repair muscles, tissue, et cetera. That protein is going to be, depending on what you ate with it, lost somewhere between two and six hours. So if it's your first meal of the day and all you do is have whey protein, That's probably not gonna be in your system very long. If you have some protein and you have some fiber and some fat, it's gonna slow down the digestion of that protein and it's probably good for about four hours. General rule, so I can keep this simple for you guys, is have protein about every four hours. Try to have it five times a day. That's the best thing you can do if you're trying to build muscle. But in terms of how you time out your calories for the day, not as big of a deal. If you are an athlete, And you are running long periods or you're Olympic lifting or you're doing sprints, having some carbohydrates post-workout will help you recover your glycogen levels. It's also important to know that when you're done working out intensely, your glycogen will likely be depleted. And if you go and have just protein after you work out, some of that protein will go through what's known as protein degradation, which means again, some of the amino acids will go through gluconeogenesis and they will become glucose and they won't be used to repair your cells. So having some sort of protein carbohydrate post-workout really just helps the protein get used for what you want it to and prevents it from going through what they call degradation. So there are advantages to having carbs after a hard workout. There are advantages to spacing out your protein throughout the day. There are no advantages spacing out your calories or saying, I can't eat anything at night. Actually, a lot of my clients who have success, they begin to learn that they should be eating less during the day and a little bit more at night because it'll prevent them from binging at the end of the night. If you look at my day, I have a lot of protein, and a lot of vegetables throughout my day. And then when it comes time at the end of the day, if you watch me for like my last four hours, you are be like, damn, that man can eat because I'll have my meal. I'll have my Yasso bars. I'll have my big thing of vegetables. I'll have my berry smoothie and I'll have a bag of popcorn that's full of fiber and that's how I end up. I end up going to bed full. You know, I might've only ate like 800 calories, but throughout the rest of the day, I was pretty reasonable.
0: Mm, really, really good to break down a lot of those, those misconceptions. Cause again, with the noise out there, it's, Oh, I have to have high protein and I have to have no carbs. and I've got to fast for 12 hours and I've no. got to,
1: you know, go to Bro, bed. We have so much, we have so much data now on intermediate fasting. And the reality is, is that it's a good tool for calorie restricting. Like some people, they benefit by only eating like a 12 hour window or something like that. But when you get past that 12 hour window, you are going to lose lean muscle mass. It actually people who die and who have windows of where they only eat for like eight hours or less they lose lean, more lean muscle mass while dieting than people who don't,
0: and you can end up with the opposite effect of what you're going for. Again, because we're losing natural muscle mass anyway as we age. I mean, it's harder 100%. for me at 49 and, and about 100%. to turn the corner on 50 to, you know, maintain much less gain lean muscle mass hmm, at the Wait, expense I- of getting droopy, you know, on all this and doing the same types of workouts are even harder, and and the response and the results, you know, are are the diminishing return.
1: Let me take it there. Go get labs. If you are a man and you are over 30 years old, go get your blood work done because exactly what Greg is talking about, it's not gonna get easier. You're more likely to have high cholesterol. You're more likely to start develop some issues. You're more likely to have your testosterone drop. You want to have these things looked at. You want to have them evaluated. If you're above 35, you should have had a coronary calcium scan by now. If you're over 40, you should have had your colonoscopy. Start you should start, start, start having uh, your PSA looked at. Some doctors might push back on the window. Some doctors might say, hey, you can't get a colonoscopy before uh, until you're 45. Look at your family history. Maybe it's time for you to go sooner. You definitely should have your PSA at least look at by the time you're 40. That's so you have an indication of prostate cancer. You definitely should have a coronary calcium scan by time you're 35 so you can see if there's any plaque buildup starting up. You need to have labs done. Insurance is not the good guys. We all know there's bad, 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 bad people. Insurance actually covers you getting preventative blood work done twice a year. So if insurance is willing to pay something you to get it done it means because it's going to save them money in the long run it saves them money because you don't die and they don't have to go through this horrendous possibility uh process of spending all this money for you having cancer or you having all this money having a heart attack they're trying to prevent this stuff from happening so when you hit 30 blood work twice a year time you're at least 35 you should also be getting looking at testosterone, things like that. You should also at that time in your life, having an EKG done and making sure and seeing if there's any kind of waves or changes whatsoever. Get, a, get a baseline for these things.
0: So you beat me to that, which was fantastic, because this is exactly what I walked away from. Also, again, at HPLT, it was up on the board and it was boom, 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 blood work, yep. calcium scan, colonoscopy, PSA, and it's saying, okay, guys, there's a playbook for this. There it yes. is. And thank there you is. also for doing my job. I was in insurance yeah. for 15 yeah. years. And I can tell you the preventative is covered at a hundred percent. And the reason it's covered at a hundred percent is because they don't want to pay for the fucking other side. Whoa. They yeah, want it to be dude. prevented so that they don't have to pay at 60, 70, 80, hundred percent of the other side.
1: Yeah, bro. And listen, sleep, your sleep is so important. We all grew up hearing this nonsense of like sleep less, work more. Uh, okay. If you want heart disease, I mean, if you want to like, yeah, if you want to be terribly unproductive you want like impotence if you want to like not be a fully functioning adult so go if you're snoring go get a sleep study done if you're snoring loud enough that it sounds louder than my voice in this conversation if you somebody can hear you through the door like when you know you slap oh my god my dad snores so loud i can hear him in the other room your dad is gonna have heart disease go get a sleep study done your dad's miserable and he's not performing his best
0: guys you've heard that here OK, you probably heard it if you listen to the podcast on Dr. Raza Pasha's expo, uh, episode, the snoring and sleep expert that is there. You're going to hear these things over and over again because they're true and they are coming from experts that are out there. We could go down the rabbit hole of hustle and grind and 24-7 and all of those yeah. other things in sleep. We could go there. I want to ask as it pertains to, to you. OK, you have built this incredible business. It's, it's clear that you love what you do and you're passionate. Yeah, yeah about, about what you do. And that's the only way you can, you can do it because I don't know there's only one 6am you're either up in your training or or you're not, you know, and and that shit gets old after a while, even for people that love it more than anything. I used to tell guys, I used to coach the 5am class, you know, at the, at the gym I own every, every Monday. And the point was if I can get up and coach at 5am, which means I'm up in the fours. Okay. Then anybody can okay on this. I tried doing it week after week, month after month, year after year. Dude, well, I, I
1: just stopped doing my 5 a.m. groups this year. And I had a wildly successful business. And I just gave it up because I just said, okay, well, I'm getting to that stage where we're looking at kids and things like that. And I need to be able to be up with my partner until like 10 o'clock. So I agree. So that's
0: where I was at with this is, I want to about where where do you see your business, your personal brand, your yeah. lifestyle going over the next over the next few years?
1: Yeah. So I grew a extremely large coaching business. We have usually like non-summer time around 130 people. Uh, my personal training is like busier than I needed to be. I've actually tried to push off there a little bit. And to be honest with you, I know it's going to sound crazy, but I am very happy, happy at keeping it where it's at. And I would be happy for the rest of my life. Um, having said that, I know the trajectory is just moving forward. I started Instagram two years ago um, at zero and now I'm at 30,000 something followers. Um, I just had a video that went viral with like 19 million views. I see it continuing. I'll probably get the Instagram. My goal in the next two years is to hit 100,000 on Instagram uh, and to continue doing what I'm doing, which is helping men lose weight. Last year, I helped over 200 people lose 20 pounds. I had people lose over 5,000 pounds in a grand total. And I want to continue to help people lose weight. Uh, And then my personal life, I am ready to settle. Like I'm with my person. I love her. She's a high, high level exec. Um, She will probably financially overtake me in like the next five years, even though this business is very lucrative. Um, And we talk about it, like, you know, how important, I I guess, Greg, in all honesty, I believe in like putting down the fork. And like, I just think like, it's important that you love what you do. And when we talk about it, like I was like, I want to be able to pick up the kids at three o'clock. I'm like, you'll be, I'll leave early. You'll be with them in the morning and at three o'clock. I want to pick up with them. I want to play with them. And I want to have dinner cooked for you by the time you're home at like six o'clock. She's like, you're going to cook dinner. I'm like, by the way, I do cook. So I don't know why she takes that jam, but she said that to <laughs> me because she, she, she does a lot of cook for us, but I can't cook and I want to be cooked. So my life now transcending is continuing this business, continue to help people lose weight, continue growing my personal brand, which I have um coming up on like uh i've been on cnn multiple times and coming up on again um i'm coming up on the today show coming up uh going on there uh continue to grow my personal brand continue to help men lose weight get in the best shape of their life and me start to transition to where like i have a family because i'm already in that stage where i'm like in bed by nine (laughs) (laughs) o'clock
0: The clarity, the focus, the perspective, you know, is, is fantastic. And guys, again, there are so many ways to be successful. And I say, knowing what's important is most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. You've got to really be able to look at yourself in the mirror. you got to know ah, what you enjoy dude. doing, know what it is that you don't want to do. Also, yeah. the old metric, again, of salary and job and title and kind of whipping it out to see who's biggest. That's yeah. not the metric of success that we're measuring to anymore. You know, we get Please. back into this more holistic view of success. How do I want to live? How do I want to look? What do I want to put on my body, in my body? Do I want to be there to pick up my kids? Do I want to have a family? Which one of us is making money? How much, by the way? I mean, yeah. 've been they're dying at their desk, man we've seen it. you're training them also dude I
1: make, I make twice what my goal income is. I mean I, I just I, I, I'm okay with it. I, I know it sounds crazy, but like i bought cool watches and I have a crazy wardrobe and like I do love my car. I really do freaking love my car. All right. I do. That's the one thing I couldn't give up. But like a lot of this, I just, I don't, I, I do it because like I I have the demand for it, but like, it's not, I, I love my dog and my girlfriend more than I do the stuff I have or the money I make. And I don't see myself like, even like with abs being 240 pounds, like, you know, six, three, like I, I know I look like, I know that that's like, you know it's a great look and it's aspirational and stuff but dude i don't see my personal value in that even either like i definitely want to keep looking that way but like the amount of money i make or the way i look it's not how i define me i know my value and that's the big difference between that kid coming from 900 something population with a uh, dad who was drunk and mom who like just didn't have the skill set like how I see myself is radically different. And when you start to see yourself radically different and you don't have to prove something to your neighbors anymore, or you don't have to prove something to your coworker anymore, you're going to start to make decisions that are actually based on like, what's best for you, which is going to allow you to show up better for the people you actually love that are actually legitimate connections with.
0: 100%. Last question. Cause you've been amazing on this. What's a hard no for you. What do you say yeah. no to? Cleaning my house. <laughs> <laughs> okay that uh,
1: dead, dead, dead honest i'll give you a better one that's a funny one but i'm serious right i have a cleaning person come in every other day uh to clean my place like i don't i don't do it
0: hey look i'm not going to argue with you whatever it is you all have our things i mean i'll joke yeah. with you too like we I, I thank god bless jesus our our, <laughs> our my our handyman god bless <laughs> jesus has been with us for years and the biggest joke is and i laugh when i tell my wife this all the time i go he thinks i am he, he must, I'm the biggest fucking loser on the planet because he comes over to do things that, like, literally, he's built everything, even in my garage gym. And I yeah. said to him, I go, and I know he looks at me going, this guy is like training with SEALs and doing all this stuff and pulling sleds down the oh. And he got me over here, like changing a light bulb and hanging a pull up bar. And I say to him, I go, he says, I am not doing a pull up off a pull up bar that I install myself. Yeah. Like, I, no.
1: I don't, I
0: don't. I, Clean. Never going to happen. I don't trust myself. I don't want to do it. I don't know anything again. This, you you came from the 900 person yeah. town in Buffalo. Yeah. I came yeah. from the spoiled <laughs> North Shore of Long Island. Yeah. We don't build <laughs> shit, don't put shit together. We don't do anything like that. It's so
1: funny, dude, because actually, when the uh, COVID was happening, I was having to clean my own place. I had this wild temper tantrum. My girl goes, You came from poverty. Like, I, I, don't, I know, and I don't want to ever do this again. And so that's a hard no for me. And the other sincere hard no for me, is I will never allow someone to talk to me a certain type of way. For me, having come from nothing, who now looks a certain way, makes a certain amount of income, I part of this is for me more than money and more than accolades or any of this stuff is control. And I don't need to be in control of the sense where I can't like hand off and be like, "Hun, like what are we doing here? Or like you can make more money than me or whatever. But no one is going to talk to me or make me feel a certain type of way. I grew up with that. I grew up with that situation with a father like that. No one is going to do that. So if someone says to me, I was training a client once, and I had asked him to do his final set, and he threw the dumbbells and said, fuck, blah, blah, yada, yada, and I said, are you done? I said, take a minute, collect," yourself. and I helped this guy lose over 50 pounds. I said, take a minute and collect yourself, because we don't talk that way here. And I'm like, I'm not the caddy. I'm not the nanny. And he said, he, he calmed down, but eventually went our ways. One of the time he was doing a dumbbell press, he said, get these fucking things off me. And I laughed at him. And we were done after that. And, and to me, I'm going to fill the spot. I'm always going to be booked. I can't remember the last time I wasn't booked, but I can't remember the last time I wasn't stressed with the amount of business I had. So for me, you just, that's a hard, realistic no. And even when I had, and I love her to death, when I had an issue with my girl recently, and she spoke to me, I I said to her, I sat her down, I said, love you. Here's the reality of it. And I was like, and she's like, you really have no pretty problem walking away from this. I was like, if you, I said, I would rather, I said, there is nothing in the world I would rather not lose than you except
0: for myself. Huge. Look, we always say self-care is not, is not selfish. You know, again, knowing what's important, as I said before, is what's most important. We have our triggers. We have our boundaries (laughs) where things get, where things get complicated, quite frankly, and where we end up getting hurt the most is when we sacrifice, you know, those,
1: those boundaries,
0: Okay? And and really kind of our authenticity, you know, there and who we really are and how we want to speak and how we want to be spoken to, great. you know, perception in there. So I think it's a great point. And I love also, guys, the dichotomy, okay? We can laugh at ourselves not wanting to clean our house or not wanting to put, you know, a fucking cold plunge together or whatever, okay? We can do that all day. We all have that. Those little idiosyncrasies that are there, embrace them, love them, be with people that, that buy into that shit too. But also know where the line is, you know, on on the important and the poignant stuff, yeah. you know, that's that's going on, and those people that understand both, those are the ones you do not want to let go.
1: Yeah, I love it, love it, dude.
0: Jacob, this has been a blast. You're welcome back anytime. Anything that yeah, great to and support you, uh, I would love to do it. Where do people find you,
1: Jacob Zemer? J A C O B, Z E M E R, on Instagram, Jacob zimmer on instagram and the website's the same thing.com but go to the instagram first look at the instagram you'll get a tone of voice of me it's the best referrals i get are the people who follow me on instagram and then they go and click that uh hyperlink in the uh description because they get a tone of voice and you know that i'm the right person for you by going and look at my instagram if i am you can find me and actually get in touch with me from my uh my uh website
0: all right, guys, there it is. Jacob Ziemer, performance coach. Give him a follow. Check him out. I say all the time, aggregate, curate, eliminate. Jacob is best in class Okay, at everything he does. Give him a follow. I appreciate you being on here. If you like what you have heard on the show, and I know you have, do yes, us a great. favor. It is simple. but right, I'm going to ask you to do it five-star rating. Leave us a nice review. Every single word counts and helps us move up the charts to accomplish our goal of helping men maximize middle age, get back some of that stuff that we lost, and be surrounded by good people and in a good place in their lives, like Jacob. So thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate it.
1: Dude, it was great. It really was awesome.
0: Awesome. Guys, hang out. I will see you next week. Midlifemail.com at Greg Shyman. You know where to find me. I am not hard to reach. Until next week, catch you later. If you're interested in coaching and taking this conversation deeper so that you can achieve your personal and professional goals, be sure to head over to midlifemail.com and check out the Work With Me page to explore options. tradition is deeply connected to gospel music. PBS presents a new series hosted by Henry Louis Gates Jr. Gospel. Our singers preach
1: and our preachers sing. Gospel is a prayer. It is our heart's cry to God in lyrics and song. You feel it deep
0: down in your soul. Gospel. Streaming now on the PBS app.